You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, we actually kind of have a lot of stuff to do, and we're going to look at uh, a couple of different movies at least. We got like three movies that I'm hoping that we will at least be able to partially cover and give ratings and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, and then we're also going to look at the uh, Oscar nominations came out. It's time, um, man. So it's time. Uh, and you know, as we have said, and as the Critics Choice uh, Awards themselves, the Critics Choice Group, and everything um, are famous for saying uh, that the Critics Choice are the best predictor of the Oscars yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, and, and so we're going to get into that in a minute. But if you're talking, so it. Does that mean winners, nominations? What is it the best predictor of? You know, who knows, right? I mean, I'm sure it's vague on purpose, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but if what you mean is nominations, right? Uh, I don't see how we could be a better predictor right. of the Oscar nominations because apart from Pinocchio existing, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all there. I, I, yeah. So I've got all the comparison and I looked at it and everything. And at, this year I went, wait a minute. This like, is just, they just watch our copy. show. Yeah. Man. I mean, this is nothing but carbon copy. And, uh, and they liked uh, Judas uh, and the black Messiah yeah. a little more than us, but uh, they're, I don't know. They're crazy nominations. Right. But yeah, uh, really a lot of the categories, the critics choice had more nominations, right? So the critics choice nominations, uh, turn out to just be the Oscar nominations plus one or two things. Yeah, and, and that's the way. Yeah. And so it's like still, that's a great way to do it. It's still everything. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into the Oscar noms, and uh, we've got a email that I'm actually going to oh, address. I love and it. You get kind of thrown under the bus because you have like no it. time to think about this, right? Okay. And it's All just right. going to be all right. You boom. love doing this. Uh, but before we get to the email, too, All I right. did want to just throw out um, because we got a few emails, uh, and it was funny this email that we're going to mention um, because, right, the person did not really tell me where they were from, except it just says New York, right? Okay. And it struck me actually as kind of odd. <laughs> and I thought, well, wait, you know what? <laughs> Everybody tells me where they're from. And right. it's a little weird that people tell me where they're from because I don't know, you don't email people. If you got your email signature, then it yeah, right. might say your address or whatever. But if sure. you don't put any signature or whatever, I'm like, it is it is kind of interesting. Like, you know, that's just like a radio call in thing. Like mm -hmm. you say where you're from. And it's like translated over. And I never yeah. thought of it before right. until <laughs> until Derek <laughs> in New York okay. right, did not Derek. tell me where like a city or anything right, not like Soho that. or Queens. No, it just said New York. So New York State. I don't know. Um, and I feel like that's not the first time that's happened before either. That we got an email from someone yeah, in New York and it just said maybe. New York. I don't know. Anyway, maybe that's a New York thing. It might be. Who knows? Uh, Derek will respond and tell us. If that <laughs> is. Uh, but before we uh, get to the email question oh, God, that we you got, tease. This yeah, is... I know. 
Um, I do want to just throw out because I was uh, listening to some old shows and and uh, just going back through some things because I was messing with the sound a little bit this week and trying to figure things out. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to listen to other things, whatever. But every once in a while, um, because I listened to the show and got like the intro, right? Yep. Um, where really all I say about anything is that a, the show is a, originally oh, live, okay. right? And and I don't know that that gets covered. And I thought about uh, people, you know, who are new, right? right. If, if anyone at any point is newer uh, listening, you know, the show. If you listen to a bunch of movie podcasts and yeah. you listen to us, um, and actually, if you listen to a bunch of different things, and I think it's kind of interesting because my wife listens to tons of things, so I get exposed to like tons of things. And yep. there's like all these true crime ones. Oh yeah. And uh, a bunch of those, man, they are like super produced and everything, right? Sometimes overly and the, produced. And there's like a bunch of music. There's like cutaways. There's like yeah. fading in and out yeah. and doing all this stuff. And then you'll listen to one where it's like nothing but someone talking, right? right? And there's there's like n- nothing to it. Yeah. And it's a little weird if you're completely used to all the other ones or something. Right. Uh, anyway, so, you know, ours is like that. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and completely on purpose, right? Right. Because, uh, so if you're not like a longtime listener and all you know is that from the intro, I say originally live, right? Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> we first started doing the show, uh, it was not just the Are You Screening podcast, right? Right. It was uh, Instant Reaction Reviews, yep. which our whole theory, right? Yeah. And uh, when we, when I and or we came up with like, having a theory of a movie yeah. review show, right? Uh, I wanted to be like a little bit different mm-hmm. somehow yeah. than just the next guy. So that was our whole thing was we would go see the movie and then like, boom, we would review it. Yeah. Right? Uh, and we wouldn't, uh, you know, like plan out our article review. Yeah. That, nothing. You know, you're going to write up or something. Go, right. These are the points we have to make sure we hit. And right. I want to talk about this and that and the other. And it was just you're walking out of the movie theater talking about the movie, and and it was instant reaction. So uh, we, we and I kind of allude to this in the intro too, but you know, so we we're hoping to sort of still do that, right? Yeah. We don't plan before anything no. at all. We Nothing. don't know what the other person's going to say. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if the other person liked it or not. Yeah. Although usually we have some idea, yeah. right? Right. Uh, we uh, know each other's tastes well enough. Yeah. When we actually could see movies in the theaters, yeah. then we would have things like, well, I saw you roll your eyes at that yeah. part. You were fidgeting I thought you were going to get up, yeah. and, you know, right. stuff like that. But right. we don't know... Uh, we, we don't know what we're going to talk about. It's right. just the review where you just go. Yeah. So I just want to like throw out that little yeah, explanation cool. for anybody who's new because you know you might listen to this and go, this is just like two guys right. and they don't even like do anything with the right. show and there's no, <laughs> right. I don't know, there's no sound effects no going setup, off or no, yeah, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes when we do the show, uh, we will go off on like one part of a film for a really long time <laughs> yeah. and then go, I mean, we have no timeline. Yeah, so, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's all yeah. you need to know about that movie. So uh, that's just what happens. And, uh, you know, I just I, I feel like if you just tune in, 
You might and, not get that. Uh, you know, somebody yeah. who's listened for a while tells their friend to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a little bit of explanation. So our goal is yeah. to be completely unproduced and, right. and be, you know, completely unplanned and not know what's going to go on. So yeah. warts and all. I mean, there was a time a few years ago we were flirting with doing a small video production as well. Like we right, do the right. podcast and maybe a five minute video clip hitting really the cliff note version. And I remember joking with you and just thinking like, people are going to see how unprepared we are. <laughs> like w- you sometimes have what you have now, which is a piece of paper in front of you with a few things you want to mention. You don't want to forget. I have my phone sometimes with a few notes on it, but really we look at each other and we just go right off the top of our head and we try to keep an eye on the time. We look to see if we have a message, if we're live or a phone call, if we're running it. And it was nervous in the beginning to be like, what if we screw up? What if we don't have anything to talk about? We're, we just we just talk, right, right. you know, and we nailed it. And we finally hit a rhythm with it that's easy and predictable. But yeah, that's that's a good point because a new listener will be like, well, what? I don't know what they used to do. Right. You know, but um, yeah, it's a blast. I love it. All right. Uh, okay. So that out of the way. Um, so on to Derek from New York. So he, oh, uh, we got an it. email <laughs> and I guess uh, it makes sense given last week that we were talking about a okay. lot of zero movies, right? Okay. And so the question is, do you have any movies, right? Yep. That, because we were talking about like that one year where it was like zero after, after another, zero after and it was worse and everything, zeros, and yeah. everything was horrible. Right. Um, do we have any movies that we originally were like zero or maybe in a pinch like one okay. that uh, over time, You're like warm. now, yeah. they're you know not so bad and you don't like hate them and spew vitriol at them yeah. and, and they're awful. So you have had no time to think no about time. that. You're just uh, completely under the gun. It's a little easy. Um, it's not easy. If I had more time to think about it, I think I could. I think I could do a better job. I didn't give it a zero, but I came to find a lot of affection for. It's funny how so many things come back to Indiana Jones. Like we always yeah. rip on Roger Ebert, you know, and the rest in peace skull, and the crystal yeah. skull. Crystal skull was a film I hated, hated it. And I then later was in a relationship with a woman who has a child who has autism and he loved it. And he watched that film. So I watched that film repetitively right. and with his unbridled enjoyment for certain things, it changed my opinion on it. Like it really, I came around to, I won't say I love it. I won't say I love it, but if I had to, if I had to literally put a number on it right now, again, I think you can go to a film and if, if the theater, somebody's kicking your chair all the time and your seat's, your seat's sticky, (laughs) I think you're going to have a bad experience. And I think that experience goes in with me or you're watching. No, you're always (laughs) fun to watch a film with actually. But I, I would say the experience of watching it with someone who loved it as much as he did changed that movie enough for me to put it up to like six. Wow. Like I actually, I actually watch it every once in a while and I think of him and how much fun we had and how he would get his action figures and I had to recreate scenes for him You know, just have fun with it. And I thought, God, the kid really changed my mind on this film. Now, let me be very clear. 
if I had not had that experience with him, I would not have softened on that movie. Right. And I think that's what Derek is asking. Right, right. Because I think if you start a relationship with someone and they're like, my favorite film is the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and you're like, this isn't going to work. Right. Because <laughs> I hate that, and I kind of hate you now. <laughs> you know, this isn't what I'm saying. So, yeah, there are... I'm sure there are films that I've rated really low and then upon rewatch kind of favorably slid back into something better. But I mean, I didn't really go nuts over them. Right, right. And there was there's one film that we did that I didn't hate. I just rated really low. And I think it was, if it isn't still, the biggest discrepancy. And I've been meaning to rewatch it. It was Beauty and the Beast right, with Emma right. Watson. That was one of our biggest slides because you loved it, and I was really tepid on it. But um, yeah, it, it's definitely happened. But I don't know if Derek was looking for like a zero or a one to like an eight, you know, like an epiphany. No, I don't like that, think that's so. not there for me. Yeah, that I don't think it didn't of. seem like it. But maybe it was like zero, and like for you know to be zero, we have to hate. That's it. hard. I mean, you got to really, really hate, really hate it, right? Yeah. And I think he. It seems like what he was going for is more like, you know, did it go from zero to like now it's like five and you're like, yeah, Meh, it's and that's fine reasonable. or whatever, yeah. but not like now it's great or anything like that. No. Maybe, and, and it's probably a genre film for me anyway, you know, I hated all the recent Star Wars films yeah, and one of them like literally gave it a zero. I, I'm still not super favorable about it. But for films that are zeros, the amount of time I find myself watching parts of them again, or like if it's just anything, on TV, right, right. having anything to do with it, it, it almost kind of subverts the idea that I hated it as much as I do. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still watching it because I love the idea of the universe, not the product before me. Right. You know, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to think a bit more about it. But that's probably where the easiest finger to point is. What, what about you? Do you think of one? Uh, so I, I really. In one sense, I have nothing, right? Because <laughs> right, you hate Because I'm you like, hate. no, I hate You're a stubborn I'll, old I hate codger. everything, right? Yeah. Uh, so really, I don't, th I don't think that there's anything uh, that, you know, I would say I've rated it zero and, and now I'm okay with it or it's not that bad. Except like the one thing that like uh, kind of jumped to my mind, right, mm -hmm. is that, uh, well, two things actually. One is... Um, the uh, Resident Evil movie that yeah. that we watched, right? That was yeah. So I don't, I don't what? like, I don't like it any better. Oh my god! Except that I feel like now I've seen much worse movies oh, okay. that are zeros. That I guarantee. And I'm like, maybe that's not zero anymore. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> true zeros, man. Yeah. Like unless the other things are like negative numbers, <laughs> then that month. So okay. I thought about that, like yeah. Because I hated that movie, right? <laughs> right. But I hated that movie a lot differently than I hated a lot of other Zero movies that have come that we watched after afterward. it, right? Where yeah. I hated those movies so much more. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and so I'm like, how can that be Zero then, right. right? If they're only Zero, I'm like, maybe that just like has to be <laughs> one or two yeah. like by default. No. And, and in that Resident Evil movie, right? Yeah. Uh, because I completely hated it, right? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't hate absolutely every no. moment of it, <clears throat> right. and I didn't hate absolutely everything about it, right? And I didn't, right. I didn't like hate all the actors, right? I didn't think like, you know, these actors are are horrible too. I mean, yeah. 
some of them are not great. I mean, I'm like drawing on some serious memory here anyway. Yeah. It's a long time ago and it's not like I watched it again, right? <laughs> the awesome uh, but I've got like you, you know I've got like follow up movies yeah. to that zero where I hated every second of it Everything. and I hated everyone in it mm-hmm. and uh, you know I look down on people who were in it for having been in it and right. I see them right. in later stuff and I go I hate you so this new movie sucks too because yeah, right, <laughs> you know right so there's like <laughs> there's like a level where uh, I I don't think that I like that movie any better. Yeah, but I think that I must not hate it as much as I thought I did because I found new hate. You right? <laughs> right? I, I found a way to hate things more. When you review stuff, not you specifically. When I review things, when I think critically, whether we're doing it for a podcast or I'm just texting you, like, "Hey, this sucks." Right, right. Hate and and love is a well spring <laughs> of eternal like opportunity. Like I Uh think you can hate and then you read the next thing and you hate that and you see another thing and you're like, well, I hated this differently, but it's still worthy of a zero. Well, you know, Uh, yeah. So yeah, I I know what you mean. So that, uh, leapt to mind when I uh, got this question. Sure. And then I like really tried to think about this and, uh, you know, like you said, I'm in, uh, a place where I don't know how much chance there is for anything to move. Right. Because once yeah. it's zero, like then it's just, right. You know, it's not like, let's well. give the, let's give that a chance again <laughs> or something like that. Right. Okay. But, uh, th- but the one other movie that I do have that I got one, I don't think I rated it zero. I might have, but yeah. I don't think so. I think I rated it like one or two or possibly even three, maybe, I don't yeah. know. But, uh, was that like Kong movie? Yeah. Skull, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. yeah that um, sucks. Because I really, really <laughs> that hate movie that really movie, sucks. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that is a movie that actually I have watched some of again. Yeah, me too. Um, and when I watched it again, and it was kind of, I think I I just came into it like probably like 20 minutes in or something. Mm-hmm. And like I watched it, it was on, you know, and I sure. watched like a little bit yeah. of it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, it's not so bad. I don't know. I remember hating this more. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get to see the whole thing. It, it's bad, yeah. but you know, whatever. But then I wasn't going to watch all the In rest snippets. of it either because I'm like, yeah. I mean, I got something to do. Right. And I yeah. don't care about right. saving this or whatever. Um, so I feel like if I watch that movie again, Maybe my hatred of it would be refreshed. Yeah. Who knows? But I feel like I would probably be a little bit more lenient on it because yeah. when I watched it now, I was like, I mean, this is bad, but it's, right. you know, and and probably because I watched it now after watching all those other all, zero right. things, right? right. <laughs> Where I'm right. like, you know, just, you know, I don't know, the playing field of badness. Right. Uh, I don't know, in the last 10 years of me giving things zeros yeah there have been a lot worse things you gotta see midsummer i had ever experienced before and you know um being like a movie critic right and this is you know kind of a whole uh thing that comes up all the time with movie critics anyway right that i think the general populace maybe just does not get or does not think about enough to get right right uh like when i started being a movie critic eons ago right Uh, I still was uh, just, you know, reviewing things mostly that I wanted to see, right? Right. But then you get to a point where (laughs) you're sort of doing it for real, right? right? And then you have to watch things. See things. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Because 
who who does that right. other than movie <laughs> critics, right? Yeah. Nobody goes to movies <laughs> and goes, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like this. Right. But I'm going to go watch Here's it Here's anyway. my 750. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Right. right? Uh, anyway, so uh, well, that's the only two things I could think of. It's it's funny. When you said something just a couple minutes ago, There, there's only one film that definitely comes to mind for a very specific thing. And that was, I walked out of a movie once and years later rewatched it and thought, wow, what mood was I in? And I, and I know the mood because this is the dumbest thing ever. I went to go see the very first Ace Ventura film with oh, a few right, friends right. and we weren't ready. <laughs> just, right, right. You, you know, you look back on that thing. It's easy. It's easy to look back at Jim Carrey and those roles anyway, before like it was so established, like right when the mask was coming out and Ace Ventura and all these things turning around and talking out of your butt and tone locus in it. And what right, is going right. on? The first Ace Ventura movie we went to and we watched. And I think we, I mean, it was one of the fastest things, but I wouldn't have done it on my own. I was with people and I actually think they drove. So I had to go with them. Uh, but we walked out of that film maybe 40 minutes in and everybody hated it. I love that movie. <laughs> like, so I watched it again years later and I was ready for it, right, you know, okay. and it wasn't like 10 years later. I mean, it was maybe two years later, but I saw it again and I went, what was my problem? Right. You know, was I watching this and thinking I wanted to see on Golden Pond and that's what the, but I think <laughs> right. it was the sour experience of everyone around me who was like, I can't believe we just paid for this. Like, right, what are right. we doing? And that is about the only big one where I'm like, if you walk out of a movie, you don't even have to say it's a zero. Like that's a zero unless you got paged and <laughs> right, your, right. your, your family's going into labor somewhere. But you know, that's probably it. But that, that's an interesting question. Yeah. You know, I have to think more about it. Yeah. I, uh, I probably have to think more about it too, but uh, I'm sure there's I, something, I really get it. I'm sure there's something that yeah. I've definitely been like, God, I hated that the first time I saw it. And like after, for whatever reason, subsequent watching or it's been on TV and I'm like, I actually kind of dig that now. Right. So, all right. Uh, well, so thanks to Derek in New York, uh, for wherever you us. are. And, yeah. uh, if you want to email us, uh, complain, we ask us it. questions, whatever, uh, just hit the website. And uh, there's like a contact form, or uh, you can email me directly at Mark Eastman at areyouscreening.com, and I spell yeah. my name with a C. If That's you right. Don't know, so I wonder how many you should re you should also register with a K and just see how many things you get. Uh, yeah, there's backlog. Yeah, jillion <laughs> emails. Right. You just signed up for this Gmail account. That's you right. Have 40, you have a million things. things. Okay, uh, so the Oscar nominations, uh, and right. we will try and go through this pretty quickly, um, but I'm not going to do all of them right um right. because well there's That's a lot forever. yeah um but i do have to say one thing that i thought was really kind of cool with the oscar nominations because we're not really going to talk about song because yeah, i right. mean it's right. okay who cares right right but uh Husvik got an oscar nomination yeah and uh who was calling that nobody but the critics <laughs> choice so right that's right all right you can pat yourself that. on the back for uh, that okay so for actor, right, we've got uh, Oscar nominations, uh, Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, and Steven Nguyen. And uh, all of those are Critics' Choice nominations. Yeah. Except uh, the Critics' Choice uh, added Ben Affleck, Tom Hanks, and Delroy Lindo from Defy yeah. Bloods, which... Right. You I know, mean, I'm okay with leaving all of those out, too. So, <laughs> so we had them. Yeah. 
Uh, but the Critics' Choice had them all, and uh, Chadwick Boseman obviously won. Yeah. Uh, and okay, supporting actor, and then it's funny because uh, you know the Oscar nominations are just the critic nominations plus some sort of craziness. Right. That, that's like the entire add one that, random. That's all element. there is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the support the Oscar nominations: Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who won. The mm-hmm. Critics' Choice, right? Yeah. Leslie Odom Jr., Paul Ritchie, and Lakeith Stanfield. Right. Uh, also. Also in This is what we were just Judas, talking about. Yeah. Who, uh, by now, uh, people probably know, has famously had his own reaction to being nominated for Supporting Actor. Yeah. Like, when he's clearly the actor. Right. <laughs> and it's just yeah. bonkers. So, uh, the Critics' Choice did not nominate him for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Uh, and so the Critics' Choice <laughs> nominations are just those same nominations. Yeah. Plus uh, Chadwick Boseman in Defy Bloods yeah. and Bill Murray. Right. Uh, so, again, they're j- exactly the same. Right. Yeah. Okay. Actress, yeah. uh, we've got the Oscar nominations are Viola Davis, Andrew Day, uh, Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan, right? Yep. And the Critics' Choice nominations are all those nominations, <laughs> plus Sidney Flanagan for uh, Never, Sometimes. Rarely, Always, oh, yeah. Sometimes. I get those always backwards. Uh, and uh, Zendaya. Right. So it's all the same again, and Carrie Mulligan won. So it's just still... Yeah, exactly. Same. It's it's it was so weird looking at it this year. It's not always like this. No, it isn't. <laughs> it really isn't. It's not always anything like this. Um, okay, supporting actress uh, Maria Bakalova, who I will say to be fair was getting lots of attention in lots of things, mm-hmm. right? But still, the Critics' Choice didn't hurt, right? Right, because right. she won. Sure, because she. Choice. I was going to say it can't hurt if you win it. Uh, and then, okay, so supporting actress nominations, uh, heard Glenn Close, which I thought was really funny that no one mentioned this before until it was the Oscar nomination. And when you get the right. Oscar nomination, then it's like real, right? So she's now nominated for the Oscar and the Razzie and the Razzie in the same year yeah, for the same performance, for the, right? For no, the same yeah, thing, right? Uh, and uh, <laughs> Olivia Coleman, Amanda uh, Safried, and uh, Yu Jong Yoon. Yeah. Um, which uh, now we have again. Those are all exactly the same yep. as the Critics' Choice nominations, except that the Critics' Choice uh, added Ellen Burstyn in Pieces of a Woman. Right. So, and like we said, Maria won. Uh, cinematography, uh, you've got uh, for cinematography, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomad Land, and Trial of the Sh- Chicago Seven. And here we finally actually get like some different things happening. Okay. So uh, the three that are the same in both are Mank, News of the World, and Nomad Land. Mm-hmm. But the Oscars nominated uh, Judas and the Black Messiah and Trial of the Chicago Seven, where uh, the Critics' Choice did not. And the Critics' Choice nominated First Cow, Minari, The Five Bloods, and Tenet. So right. there is like some differences happening there. And Nomadland won uh, the Critics' Choice. And I feel like Nomadland is pretty safe on that yeah. one. Of all, Mank is the only of one that all threatens. all of the things, right? <clears throat> yeah. Of all of the awards where you're picking, I feel like Nomadland is pretty safe there. Because yeah. A... It's actually 
it's beautiful. Good. It's, it, yeah. it's, it, it actually deserves it. Right. Um, not necessarily more than anything else, but at least it does it's actually notable. deserve it. Right. Yeah. And that's just kind of how the talk has been going. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, for people who don't care about awards at all, uh, I don't yeah. know. Fat will tell you what right. minute to fast forward to. Yeah. Um, so then there's uh, costume. Yeah. Right. And costume is uh, Emma, Ma Rainey, Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio. Uh, are the Oscar nominations. So those are all the same except Pinocchio, which Critics' S- Choice did not yeah, sleeper pick. nominate. And uh, the Critics' Choice instead uh, nominated uh, Personal History of David Copperfield and Promising Young Woman. And, you know, I don't know. If I have to pick having those or having <laughs> Pinocchio, and it's right. like yeah. you have to pick one as your nominees, <clears throat> I don't know. The, whole, the Pinocchio thing's a little weird. Okay, um... So director, uh, director, directing, I'm not going to say all the people. I'm just going to say the movies, right? Yeah, um, right. So the Oscar nominations are Another Round, which is a foreign movie, which is bonkers. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, it seems a little odd. Uh, it's not It's not like it was directed bad. I right. mean, that's fine. I'm yeah. fine with it being nominated for director, but it's bonkers to nominate a foreign movie. Right. Uh, over lots of other things. Yeah. If there's any other option, it's like a weird thing to be nominated yeah. as the best foreign movie. Right. And be nominated for director. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a weird thing. Um, so anyway, the other ones are Mank, Minari, Nomadland, and Promising Young Woman, uh, which all of those are the same as the Critics' Choice Awards. Yep. Uh, except... Uh, the Critics' Choice also nominated to Five Bloods, One Night in Miami, and Trial of the Chicago 7, uh, where mm-hmm. uh, a big surprise, I think, for most people, is uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 not getting yeah. uh, director. That was That's yeah. pretty surprising, and especially when it's you know a foreign movie, right. theoretically took his spot, maybe, yeah. or whatever. All right, editing, which no one cares about, right? Uh, the Father, Nomadland, <laughs> Promising Young Woman, Sound yeah. of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago 7. All of those are the same, except Promising Young Woman did not get uh, editing yeah. nomination <laughs> from the Critics' Choice. But the Critics' Choice did nominate uh, Mank and Tenet, where the Oscars mm-hmm. did not. And uh, Sound of Metal won the Critics' Choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, international movie is uh, kind of a critic's choice, I think, blunder in a big way. So comparing them is strange. It's funny, though, that international movie, you get a lot of different things, right? But critic's choice nominated Minari, and it right. won, and it's goofy. Right. <laughs> so, right. so it's hard to you know yeah. stand behind the critic's choice there. But the international movie Oscars, Another Round, Better Days, Collective... The Man Who Sold His Skin and Quo Vadis Aida. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, we're offending the international fans. Um, all of which are great movies. The ones that were not Critics' Choice nominated were Better Days, Man Who Sold His Skin, and uh, Quo Vadis Aida. Yeah. Um, whereas the ones that the Critics' Choice nominated that the Oscars didn't were La Lorna, The Life Ahead, and The Two of Us. Mm-hmm. 
and Minari one, and right? Whatever. So that right. that one's gone goofy. But it's weird that of all the international choices, uh, now we have a lot of disagreement about what the what nominees the nominee, should be. Yeah. Like it's all kinds of different yeah. nominees. Um, okay, hair and makeup. Uh, we've you've got for the Oscars, Emma Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey. Mank and Pinocchio. Right. Uh, and all of those are the same as the Critics' Choice nominees, except for Pinocchio. Right. And, uh, and the Critics' Choice also nominated Promising Young Woman and the United States versus Billie Holiday. And Ma Rainey won. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> which, I, you know, I, I don't even know anymore. Uh, and, okay, so... Uh, now we jump because the nominees are weird with the Oscars. Um, the best picture nomination, right? Best picture for the Oscars is the father, Judas and the black Messiah, Mank, Minari, nomad land, promising young woman, sound of metal and trial of the Chicago seven. All of those are the same as the critics choice, except first of all, they only had eight and the critics right. choice had 10, yeah. right? But even given that uh, that they had eight, whereas we had these others, they still had ones that we did not nominate, and that's the Father and Judas of the Black and the Black Messiah. Yeah. And <laughs> instead, uh, the Critics' Choice nominated The Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, News of the World, and One Night in Miami. Uh, which uh, I still vastly prefer the Critics' Choice nominations there. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, okay, and then um, so there's only a few more. Uh, production design, the Oscars are The Father, Ma Rainey, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet, which are all the same except The Father. Uh, and uh, the Critics' Choice uh Gave it gave nominations to the personal history of David Copperfield and Emma, where the Oscars didn't, and Mank is the one that won. And I'm not even sure if I said or I need to say, but the best picture winner of Critics' Choice was Nomadland, right? Uh, and then okay, uh, we've got screenplays original screenplay, the Oscar nominations Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, Minari, Promising Young Woman, uh, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago Seven. And in that one, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah did not get nominated by the Critics' Choice, so they're all the same except for that one. And the Critics' Choice also nominated Mank and Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, at where the Oscars did not. Right. So, and Adapted Screenplay, the Oscars nominated the Borat movie, which... Yeah. I, I don't understand that in a variety of ways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at first, it's a goofy screenplay. Right. And second, I don't know what we mean by adapted right. at this point. Like, what is it right. adapted from? From, right. Uh, anyway, uh, the Borat movie, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Yeah. Uh, which was really a surprise, I think. I yeah. think of all the surprises, that was kind of the biggest one that kind of came out of nowhere as far as like people talking about it mm -hmm. and expecting it and all that sort of thing. Uh, so the critics choice did not nominate Borat or the white tiger. Uh, the rest are, are the same, obviously, except that uh, the critics choice also nominated uh, news of the world first cow and Ma Rainey's black bottom. 
And again, both of these sets, I vastly prefer the Critics' Choice yeah. nominations. And uh, if I didn't say, the original screenplay winner of the Critics' Choice was Promising Young Woman, and adapted screenplay it was Nomadland. So, all that's out of the way. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, the Oscar nominations were Watch the Critics' Choice, but we liked Judas and the Black Messiah better. More than... And uh, somebody from Pinocchio gave a lot of people a lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> I a lot. There's a hell of a good subtle ad campaign going on. I don't know where that came okay. from. I don't know anyone who was predicting Pinocchio right. was going to get you better nominated bet, for anything. You better... The fix is anyway. in on Pinocchio. That's a, that's yeah, a Vegas Watch that game. one win. Couple, couple quick thoughts real quick. The first is, if you're Glenn Close and you're nominated for an Oscar and a Razzie for the same performance at the same time, do you hope you win both? <laughs> do you kind of hope you win one and you don't care? Like, it actually might be kind of fun because people, yeah. when they have a great sense of humor and they show up to accept the Razzies, like, it's awesome. Or do you kind of hope you don't win neither, which is almost the most confusing of them all, because I think right. if you get nominated for both, you gotta win one. <laughs> but I don't know if you want to win both. So that's my hypothetical. The second is when I heard there was a film called The White Tiger, I got so excited. I thought, and this is geeky. I don't know if you know this. I mean, I know you know it, but I don't know if you thought of it. Big Trouble in Little China is one of my favorite films. <laughs> and when Jack Burton goes to the White Tiger to yeah. pick up an Asian girl with green eyes, because that's what he's in the mood for. And I thought, holy crap, there's a film about the White Tiger now? Yeah. I mean, I realize there's more than one White Tiger, but, you know, that's mostly where I was at. That's and then the, second, the, last, the last observation is, you know, do you have an immediate reaction to the preference that the Oscars are basically nominating five and they still should maybe not do 10 for film or eight. Like, I think that's almost too many. And there's a correlation. I, I feel like I remember between the more pictures that are nominated, the less viewership because people are just like, I'm not going to be able to watch eight of the weirdest films that aren't in any theater near right, me right, versus right. the critics choice who seem to just nominate 50 for everything. Like you guys are just like 35 categories 66 nominees right, we're just right. gonna run and everybody, everybody's in you know so uh like where's the sweet spot for you so do, so for so for picture <laughs> yeah right because that's very um because uh all the things are different and you know yada yada like right. so the oscars right for best picture they just have an algorithm sure right yeah, and it's whoever gets the most and it's for, like yep uh it could be from five to ten yeah and it depends on the consensus of on who's whatever voting. happens with people voting yeah. and plug everything into the algorithm. And that's what the critics choice do too. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, for best picture, uh, I, I want it to be five. Yeah. I, I don't care what the algorithm right. does yeah. or who gets what, yeah. or there are enough of these to matter. I want best picture to be five and I want it to be always five exactly because I don't want anything to win best right. picture with 13% of That's the That's it. That's what right? exactly. Right. Uh, and yep. you know, if, if it's five, like what's the worst case scenario, right? The worst case scenario is that it's completely split and right. one thing got one more vote. Right. At least you got 20, right? right? Like 20 points. It's easier to swap. Whatever. Right. right. Yep. That's the worst that can happen. Right. Right. 
when you have like uh, eight is bad enough, yeah. um, but the Critics' Choice had ten, but the yeah. Oscars have had ten before oh, yeah. too. But yeah, uh, eight is bad enough. But like when you have ten, right. I mean, the worst case scenario is that you got ten point, right. you know, ten percent and a vote. Right. That, that's that sucks. That's nuts. Yeah, that's right? awful. Uh, I I really uh, yeah. can't stand that. All right. For everything else, as long as it doesn't go too crazy, because the Critics' Choice does it for. I think everything, right? Right, um, where it is still some algorithm that you know you got at least X nominations in whatever position and stuff. Yeah. So uh, you know, clearly going through this, it's like you know the it's all the Oscars plus a couple yeah. here and there and stuff. For everything else, I'm pretty much okay with it. Let right? it ride, yeah. Because I think for most other things, um, the split is never going to be hard enough like to all yeah. everyone. Right. Right. And then at least some other people got a nomination. Right. right? And right. Uh, yeah, that makes so, sense. I mean, it's not that as long as it, I still wouldn't want those to go to 10 either. Right. Yeah, but right. if they're like seven, know, six, seven, that's you know, right, whatever, yeah. I guess that's fine. I wouldn't want there to be like just, a rule that it was 10, right? That right. it's going to be yeah, 10. Yeah, that's not. And then you get nominated yeah. <laughs> if like one person votes for you or then something. Then you get Pinocchio. Right? Whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't get I don't get the Pinocchio thing. Yeah, that's and, weird. Uh, all right, so uh, let's try and jump into some movies right. real quick. All right. And uh, so I'm going to do one real quick because What'd you, uh, see? you haven't seen it, yeah, I what, think, what right? Moxie. Yeah, I haven't seen Moxie yet. Uh, so that's a new uh, one on Netflix. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's teen angst movie, whatever, um, except yeah. with a very, like, feminist yeah. lens of exactly what we're doing in high school. Right. Is uh, this whole feminist move- movement. And it's a it's a movie. Uh, so first of all, I'm going to say I give it an eight. Um, it's, that's good. It's really fun because... You know, whatever we're supposed to throw our ratings out first, and yeah, then we always try <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But um, it is. I'm not going to go on a long time because you can't counter me, right? But yeah, it it's a a movie that is way better than it sounds, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> it's pretty easy. Which is not what you're looking for, right? right. But um, because you know, I didn't really love the trailers. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, anything that the movie was trying to tell me, not because I don't like feminism or whatever, but sure. because everything <laughs> everything yeah. it was trying to tell me just seemed like so commercial. Like yeah. like it was really trying to be like a really fancy comedic that show that they make you watch in high school or like that yeah. movie that they, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, like definitely this is, this is an example of bad behavior right. and right. what should Jimmy have done? Yeah. And, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Like it just looks so cheesy. Like it looked, uh, it just looked weird to yeah. me. I don't know. Um, so I don't, the marketing team did not, <laughs> they dropped a little, did yeah. not do a great job on me, <laughs> but I am also maybe not who they're trying to get. So who knows? Right. Um, <laughs> but what actually happens, and there there are a couple scenes that I feel uh, really could have been better um, and should have had somebody else in charge of uh, bringing that scene together uh, to try and get it to come off the way that you want it to exactly because 
they were like a little, you know, stereotypical dumb guy thing. Yeah. Which, you know, at some point it's a stereotype because that is actually how guys sure. act and that's sure. how dumb they are. Right. <laughs> but also, you know, we could make it a little more real, right? Like you've got uh, the bad guys in this movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, compared to like the good guy, right? Like the good guy, we're really trying to make like quirky and like he's a real person. And, you know, we thought this, but it turns out that, and he's, you know, he's, you know, got like depth and he's actually like a real person. Yeah. And the bad guys are like, uh, you know, he's a jerk. It's like the, the bad guys are, you know, like watching revenge of the nerds or something. Right. Yeah. Like if you're watching revenge of the nerds, yeah, that's how that character exists. Right. Right. That you're in that world where people are caricatures and we're making fun of them and the whole, you know, whatever. Right. And in this movie, it just felt weird. It felt like they would, you know, give him a little bit more than just twirling his mustache all the time. (laughs) And by the time we get to the end of the movie, they kind of do a little. That's too right? late, though. Um, but it, it, but like I said, this is you know where we give it an eight and then right. say how <laughs> bad it on is, it. right? Yeah, right. Um, but that's just like kind of what stood out for me is like not liking it. But yeah. on the you know on the positive side, everything else I thought was huh. really good, and some of it maybe you know just have like kind of slightly unrealistic filter to it. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. It wasn't enough to like really distract me, right? Right. And the whole like uh, the daughter's relationship, uh, you know, with her mother and her best friend, and it's like a lot of it was things that you see in every high school movie, you mm-hmm. know, because there's the two best friends forever, and then they get to high school, and then now yeah. we kind of drift apart and everything, you know. And it's not like you've never seen that before, right? Right. right. Except that it did have like you know we tried to actually put together reasons in realistic ways and it did kind of just happen. Yeah. Like it really just happens. happens. Right. I mean, it's (laughs) like, that's interesting. That really does happen. Yeah. There's the reason why it happens and you know, whatever anyway, but, uh, but the rest of it, man, it was like really fun. The main character is great. Yeah. Uh, The girl who's in it is great. And she has to be kind of this, yeah, I'm shy and yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. And yet she kind of pulls it off, right? Because she's shy, but like she's real about it. Okay. And it's not so much that she's shy, like this, you know, now she's branded and so now you know what she's like. Right. right? But it's, you know, she's doesn't want to just throw herself out there in yeah, front of right. everyone. And she's stuff. reserved, yeah. And, uh, and so she comes up with this way that she wants to fight back because her mom tells her about how they used to rebel and yeah. you know whatever and uh, and it just it was really fun and yeah, that's uh, cool. I, I don't know for for uh, the kind of movie that it was trying to be uh, it was yeah, surprisingly it was, it was good. good i expected to go <laughs> i expected this movie at best i would go ah fine yeah, you know and right. it would be like sure that's yeah that's good acceptable movie yeah. whatever but it, it was really good it sounds like a fun not necessarily fun it sounds like a more interesting version of book smart Yes, exactly. You know, because I, I mean, we both were really right. angry at Booksmart. Except that Booksmart was like really focused on this whole, we're going to go 
I guess like be untrue to our own characters that we've established whenever right? with the scene and you're like, it. well, wait, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, the way you're describing this means to me, like, cause I, the best thing about book smart was the trailer and the interest I had. And the worst was just watching how it devolved from right, everything it promised to be. Right. But I've been wanting to watch book smart for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. if, if Moxie's hit, I'm, I'm psyched. I'll check that out. Yep. Uh, okay, so uh, I guess we'll try and do these uh, pretty quick. Yeah, which um, But uh, let's do Judas and the Black Messiah since the Oscars love it and it got all sorts of nominated. Yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, and all uh, you know, I don't know. I'll I'll throw my thing out first. So this, uh, if you don't know, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about this, but this is a you know based on true events, right? Horror movie, yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> Uh, it's based on true events and to what extent it has any connection to real events in some cases, yeah, I have no idea. And right. maybe it's fantastically true. I don't know. Uh, as it relates to other events, I mean, those are the events. That's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like that, that like, is actually the event and yeah. there you go. Um, but you know what people did behind the scenes and what people, the secret things and you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but it's about uh, the Black Panther movement, and uh, it's really weird for this to come out at the same time as the trial of the Chicago 7, kind of. Yeah, strange. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, so it's about, you know, uh, the FBI wanting to infiltrate the Black Panther movement in Chicago, and they put in their spy. Yeah, right? Right. And, uh, and the funny thing for me about the movie, without, you know, completely re- reviewing it, the funny thing for me is there seems to be, like, this undertone going on in the movie right of of like the film is trying to go will he do the right thing right like the question behind things is like what will he do like i mean assume you didn't know what he does or you didn't know everything that happens right it seems like the movie's trying to say that without ever saying wait a minute what is the right thing to do Right. right and it's obviously there because it couldn't avoid being right. there right yeah, because right. it's just you're in the thick of everything yeah. in this in this movie um but i thought that was a little odd i just thought there was like an odd kind of like undertone of what was going on and what we were focusing on him focusing on right <laughs> right. right um but uh you know apart from that i really liked it uh, so i give this an eight too wow Damn. um I was off on that. I just like loved much, all but. the performances in this. This was yeah. a little bit like uh, watching Ma Rainey again for yeah. me. That's cool. Just because uh, it's the movie that I saw most recently where I was like, I, I could just get lost in these performances, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone in it was really good. It's still weird that uh, Lakeith got nominated for supporting actor. Right. I'm sure um, to, to Lakeith too. Not yeah. because he wasn't good, right? Right. I thought everyone in the movie yeah. was really good. I thought um, I thought really kind of diving hard into, you know, making this almost like weirdly a normal movie of somebody being undercover. Yeah. <clears throat> and just this is the example of somebody undercover that we're using, right? Yeah. I mean... So I don't know. So it was really, but I, I liked it. I thought, um, I, I, I don't back the Oscar love of it. 
Right. Yeah. Because they're <clears throat> they're loving it. Um, yeah. I don't think it deserved to get nominated for all the things that it got nominated for, and yeah. just like kind of throwing it into like other categories because we want it to right. get more nominations. Right. You know, I don't know. It wasn't like that good. Yeah. Right. It wasn't ten. And I have a lot of other problems with it, right? Sure. But overall, I just thought, and, you know, one thing real quick, and I'll let you jump in, right? Uh, for me, it was a really fast movie. And I thought, like, that and was And it's a long, it's, that was it's over good, two hours. Right? I mean, it's not uh, much over two hours, but I, yeah. I was not at any point watching the movie going, how much of this is yeah. left or, you know, whatever, right. like it. You know, it held me pretty good. All right. Yeah, anyway, that's cool. that, so that's my rating. I'm not that far away from you, um, but I'm opposed. I'm at, but I'm two. But I'm at, see, <laughs> but I'm at, I'm at six and a half. And uh, yeah. all the stuff that you said, I absolutely agree with. But it's just one of these things where a longtime listener, but you you know, because we've been friends for a long time. But you just the things that one of us let slide really bug the other just right, enough right. to just enough to slide it harder. This film has all the good intentions. It's got all the power. I don't have a problem with the casting in any way at all. Like 100%, I'm happy with the cast. Well, I'm mostly happy with the cast. That that slid fast. I'm mostly happy with the cast, and I'm mostly all right with the story that they wanted to tell. I just thought it never felt a sense of urgency to tell it, and it was so distracted by all the things... That because it's based on a true story, because it's about Fred Hampton's life and and Bill O'Neill's struggle, you know, to be that informant and all the periphery of players that are there, I just think that if it could have done something like, and this is a little unfair, but if it could have done something like One Night Miami, where you take a wide range of stuff, but you hyper-focus it in a hotel room and you just deal with what's going on. Right, with right. Like, I almost wanted Judas and the Black Messiah to be more like Ma Rainey in the sense that it was a play. And you got a certain amount of time to tell your story, and you right. got to do it quick. You right. got to do and it we're just, brevity. Uh, and, and we're just sitting there. With a sense of urgency in a way, like where you where you felt for the two hours that you're like, it it held you. And I was, I was meandering. I was wandering because I'm like, this is boring. Like, I don't feel as enamored with what is interesting because in a scene that works, like there are some scenes that are absolutely frigging electric. Like I'm watching that and I'm like, holy crap, right. do this, keep doing this. Even though you've got to have moments of introspection and oppression and doubt and wonder, like, but I'm saying these things and they sound exciting. And when I'm watching the moments of introspection and doubt and wonder and oppression, it's not that great for right. me in the film because again, it's either too distracted or, uh, Shaka King is not, and I'm very ignorant about their filmography. I don't know if this is their first or their 30th. I just didn't think it was in the right hands to do what the story needed. But I also have some problems with the story. You know, there's some big weird gaps that things don't make sense. You know, there are times where O'Neill is like electric. And the scene where the scene after they go in... And they're trying to recruit other gangs and he's confronted with like, why did that guy recognize you? Right. You know, and it's so smart and cunning. I don't think it gives anything away. Like he has to, he has to basically prove his resume by boosting a car. And I'm like, oh man, this is, this is awesome. More scenes like that were needed, except they were kind of followed up with a not very exciting shootout where his character runs 
hides, never gets arrested or hospitalized, and nobody ever asks him about it later. Right, right. You know, there's big gaping holes between these things, but one of the biggest things that I thought the film really lost me on is a little more than halfway through, Daniel Kaluuya has to deliver this big speech, and it's this rousing centerpiece of the film where he's like, I am a revolutionary, you are a revolutionary, we are the revolution, that kind of thing. And I just thought, this guy is such a talented actor and this scene doesn't work at all. This speech, this speech specifically wants to echo all the best stuff that, you know, Denzel did in Malcolm X and that other people have done in these big speeches. And this speech sucks. And only at the end, the film's one of the, one of the things that the film does a, a bit of a mistake in, it starts with the real picture of you know the informant and it's a documentary that aired and then it ends and they show hampton really like who he truly really is it's documentary footage and i'm like that guy's electric daniel kaluuya was not the actor for this or someone had to put a lot of coffee in him because he's so laid back about it in a way that where the film primarily talks a lot about discipline and discipline is a thing that keeps coming up in the in the film like it just didn't have its own necessary discipline to do what it needed to do to really electrify this film now it's better than mediocre it's not quite extraordinary but it's in a time of current events where this is like a supercharged thing and i get why it's reacting and it's hitting people and that's exciting but i'm with you i'm so far away from being in love with this film even though when it worked it was on fire, but it just didn't work long enough. And yeah. It didn't, and it didn't even recognize, Mark, that it was on fire. Like I, Sometimes a film is like, we got something now, right, go. Right, right. It didn't even seem to know that. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it struggles, even though uh, ultimately I like it more than you. Yeah. But I think it struggles really. Um, it, f- it feels a little bit where it's wrong, mm-hmm. right? It feels almost like this is too much like movie by like committee yeah. right and it's yeah. uh it it and it just shouldn't be that kind of movie at all right, right? but it feels right. like you had a whole bunch of people that were like this needs to be this this got to have this in here this was important and yeah. and all this stuff going on and then you're trying to kind of be like everything yeah right and then you don't quite make it to anything right completely right which yeah i think that uh i think that that's kind of like really the heart of my take on it is uh it, it did not completely get to anything right yeah. but it did get to a lot of things that i liked yeah and that uh, I think a lot of things worked well, and I think a lot of things didn't work well. Yeah, and I feel like as much as everybody loves him, right. and I mean he won supporting actor sure. from the Creek's Choice, and everybody's talking about him and everything. Yeah, you know there is uh, there's a big difference to like playing a person and mm-hmm. and trying to like you know be that person. Yeah. Uh, at some point, there are some people who, you know, they just got the thing. Yeah. And you don't get the thing just because you pretend to be that, I'm that person. I'm that person. I'm wearing right? his coat. Or yeah. I say, you know, I yeah. read his speech or, yeah. you know, act like he acted or something. Yeah. And uh, like you said, when you watch him in reality, right? Oh, uh, like he had the thing. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was it. He was he a was spark plug. Yeah. And, uh, and I think as much as uh, I think he did a good job yeah right? he's, he's fine. good yeah uh but 
there are some points where, and you know, I, I don't know if it's the speech or him necessarily so much as how we made that scene come together and how we put it on film. Right. Could have changed things too. right? Right. It's still, I think could have been the exact same words and still could have been him, but we would have just, you know, tweaked how it was presented ultimately yeah. and it would have come across differently, I think. So many of those scenes and that one specifically, there's a handful, there are two handfuls of others that just, and we say this a bunch, it's making me do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, I'm bringing right. everything that I know about society, culture, and history, as well as filmmaking to carry the emotional weight that you're incapable of doing because you don't know how to do it. Right. And sometimes that's and, with music. And I think, especially in this movie, there's a, there's a lot of this movie that really wants to be like a 10-part miniseries yeah. so that we can actually, you know, earn his problems, and, right? And his own, what what he has, this whole, you know, being the mole kind of yeah, thing yeah. where, uh, you know, you, you go in, you're the mole. Right. Now you're starting to wonder if you should just, not be a mole anymore right, right you can't just like turn the page and like say that happened right, right. you gotta you gotta earn you gotta, it you gotta like earn you it yeah and this is a movie that is created to i mean the, the story as it's being presented right is is built to like earn it after like four or five episodes not yeah, right. by the time we get to the not end 20. of the movie you well know and, it, I mean? and i mean i know we're getting out of here but like you said there's an awful lot of appeal to authority going on here where you're looking at fred hampton you're looking at the black panthers you're looking at all the people that love and respect him and, and the people that they're you know portraying and, and setting up for historical events you got you know you got bill who's set up to be the judas but he's he actually says and it's such a weird throwaway line i almost missed it kind of liked his uh his fbi boss like he was kind of like he's right. kind of like a mentor to me and if you're not paying attention you don't see that you realize there's an awful lot of struggle about who is an authority and what do you do for the discipline to get into it but I'm doing all the heavy lifting there too because they don't explore any of that with the exception of there's a couple things that Lakeith does with his face and his eyes and you see that he's actually kind of struggling with things. But it's just like, it to me, it is exactly the same as in the opening scene when Hampton is talking and one of the black people walks out shaking his head. He's like, no, this ain't my message. Right. right. And you're like, well, of course you have to show that because somebody has to dissent and now we can check that box and that's not good enough. Right. So... Anyway, it was okay. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, uh, so we didn't get to I Care a lot, um, yeah. and we're really like over time at this point. We can uh, get in that. And next week, theoretically, among other possibilities, uh, I suppose we can re- review like the Snyder. Cut, I was just right? going to say, is uh, this is this Derek's big thing? Because we hated that is, Justice League. That is Friday. What if we What if we come back and we yeah, really love I it? I think the Snyder cut is uh, going to be a hilarious thing <laughs> as yeah. the internet loses its mind. But, you know, the Snyder Cut for me, and uh, I don't want to get, like, all weirdly political or anything, right? Okay. But the Snyder Cut for me mm-hmm. is like, uh, you know, the Electoral College or whatever, right? It's like yeah. winning the election without the popular votes. Right. Right? You've got the yeah. right 30% of people. Yeah. Like who cares? Like they right. just because there's a certain small group that's really vocal. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, we need the Snyder cut so that we can have more of a movie that sucked. What and and yeah. as I said, yeah. 
eons ago, right? You cannot have like a garbage movie and add more to it. And it's not a garbage movie. That's not how that works. I don't care what you add. Right. It's it's still you. There's like, okay, now there's a good scene. There may very. (laughs) So now it's not garbage. There may very well have been uh, the trailer that we saw. The the trailer that's out is just chock full of new footage. Like I think I only saw two scenes that were from the original film. And if they dumped all the new footage into a trailer and spoiled everything by doing that, <laughs> then they're in trouble. If the film is absolutely a totally different movie with all this extra stuff that's been replaced, it's quite possible that this is going to be a well, really yeah, interesting if experience. If it's a completely different movie. I mean, I realize I Superman's guess, in it, but... Batman's in it, Wonder Woman's in it. <laughs> right. But I, I mean, I, I love, and I, I know we're leaving, but I love the quick pre-reviews that I'm seeing are people saying it's twice as long and just as bad or this is an entirely different movie and leaves you wanting more and I'm like son of a bitch because <laughs> I, I think that? Zack Snyder's take on superheroes with the exception of Watchmen is absolutely abhorrent but I'm actually pulling for him because I know why he left the project initially and I would just love to have that as a catharsis like good you made the movie you wanted and you paid a big price for it. So at least you got that. But man, I still don't trust the guy. So we're going to see. And yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll find out what that's about next week. And I'm sure everyone who wants to see it will already have seen seen it by then. But we got to (laughs) talk. We got to know. So there you go. All right. right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey listeners on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.